Okay, so um, can you just start by saying your name and how you describe yourself? I'm Carol, Carol Bateman, and um, I suppose the best description now is I'm retired. Um, I do a lot of work in the community, so I do a lot of voluntary work. So um, one of the things I do, I help with the village shop, which is a community shop. I'm a tour guide at the Bodleian Library, and I do a lot of work for Gill Guiding. But the reason, the reason we're talking today is because you were, and give me your title, at the Computing Service? Well, my last title was Training and Information Manager. Mm -hmm. Okay, But prior to that, I'd been a liaison officer and a programmer, and before that, I'd been a lecturer in computing. Right. So. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll go through all that. Yeah. So, but where I'd like to start is in, in your early life and education. Yes. Um, was there anything about that that particularly got you interested in what subsequently became a, a career in computing? I suppose, actually, looking back, my, my father was um, a physicist mm -hmm. and an academic, and um, was very practical in getting down to doing things. And uh, so, great influence there. And when I went off to university, I did science. Mm. And tell, tell me a bit about your schooling. Well, at school, I was um, at Tymouth High School uh, at the end, and um, I wanted to be a cartographer. I wanted to be able to draw maps because I enjoyed doing that and so I, my plan was to go to university and do a geography degree mm. and then mm. um, you know follow my career and um, so when I went to university I'm going to keep taking you back so when, yeah. I mean was maths one of your things while you yes. were at school yes yes, yes. Yeah. maths and physics and uh, yes yeah uh, were, were my my subjects I could work things out mm. rather than having to Memorise lots of dates and things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and did you have good teaching? Yes, in the maths and the physics, it was, it was quite good. Well, was yeah. it a mixed school? That you were oh in? yes, yeah. yes, Tamworth mm. High School. Yes. Mm. Prior to that, I was at um, an all-girls school mm. in Newcastle, and uh, the science wasn't so good there. But uh, then I moved when we moved house. Mm -hmm. And were you in a minority doing the sciences at A level? When it came to maths, yes, and with physics, yes, very much so. Um, there were three of us doing mathematics at A-level, and there were about ooh, 25 to 30 boys. So, and when it came to physics, it was about the same, mm. probably. Yes, yes. but yes. that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yes, I then went on to university. Where did you go? I went to Glasgow. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, because in particular, they were good on the cartography side, um, and uh, they had a diploma in cartography, so that looked interesting, and their geography degree looked interesting as well. So, in my first year, in fact, by the time I got to Christmas, so uh, when I arrived at Glasgow and starting off doing this degree in geography, I rapidly realised that um, writing essays was not my forte. So I um, decided that I, instead of doing honest geography, I would do a general science degree and um, do the diploma in cartography. And the people running the diploma in cartography at Glasgow, John Keats, they were very keen that I should do this because I was coming in then to the cartography from the scientific side rather than most people who are doing the cartography diploma coming in with an arts degree in geography. So uh, this was very interesting, and so when I got my degree, 
they then, um, I just started doing the diploma, and they gave me scientific type project to do. So um, I was writing a pro computer programs. Um, ah, so where did you first, did you come across computers in your general science degree? Yes and no. Um, yes, in that I had friends doing maths and physics and similar subjects, and they would be sitting at lunchtime writing codes, and I was fascinated by this. Um, and they were doing um, a course called Advanced Ordinary Computing. Well, I didn't have the prerequisites to do that at that point. But when I came to doing my diploma in cartography, I, by that time, had the um, qualifications to do a new course called Higher Ordinary Computing at Glasgow, which is a second year course. So when I was doing the cartography diploma, I said, please could I do this undergraduate course as well to learn to program? They said yes. And I used, in my cartography, um, used the programming skills I was learning to draw um, map projections, a map projection, the zenithal equidistant map projection centred on Glasgow. And was that in, very much in the early days of very early computers days. to do oh, yes. cartography? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. very, very early, yeah. very early indeed. I think I could perhaps say I was one of the first. Mm. Mm. That's very So that, that was very interesting. Yeah. And then when I got the diploma, they employed me as a research assistant in the geography department, and my job was to automate the drawing of hydrographic charts, which again was fascinating. I was given a sheet of paper with lots of spot depths on, and told, well, this is what we want out at the end, so they showed me what a map would look like, and I had to write programs to get from all these spot depths to a hydrographic chart. This is like an admiralty chart, isn't an it? An admiralty shows, chart shows yeah. the depths of the, depths of of the, the water. water. Yeah, yes, yes. yes. So um, that was a fascinating project. I did it over two years, but at the same time, they allowed me to do the diploma in computer science, which I did part time over two years, uh, which was also fascinating. A lot of mathematics, quite complicated mathematics in the diploma in computer science, but uh, the computing side was fascinating. What kind of machine did you have at that stage? A KDF-9. Okay. Um, I don't think who made it at the moment. Um, it was, uh, that was, um, uh, uh, it was the English, it was the predecessor English of ITL, English Electric. English Leo Electric, KDF-9, yes, that's yes. it, yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, so paper tape and um, feeding it in and then you get line printed paper out and... Uh, and I learned to use the plotter. So you did have a plotter. So there was a plotter, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I also was able to prove to them that the plot plotter had problems every so often. <laughs> but no, it was very, very early days. Mm. And um, fascinating when I look back now at what I did, you know. So I set to to write these programs. Um, I did a a suite of programs to automate this drawing. And, and what language were you using to write? I did Algol 60, Algol 60. Um, and uh, a series of programs, because first of all, you know, I just, on a piece of paper, I had all these numbers, just massive numbers. What do you do with it? So I went down to engineering, 
naval architecture, I think it was, um, in Glasgow University, and they had a digitizer. So I set to with um, the coordinate thing, and I pressed a button on each number, and when I pressed the button on the number, that got the XY coordinates, and I typed in the depth. So I had all these, this data now, and from this, I was able to slowly um, push the numbers around slightly, put them into boxes. And so that then I had a grid of numbers, and I looked, I wrote a program to do all of this, looked at each box and said, is there a very shallow number in there? In other words, a small number. Because if there was, this was a critical point, it could be a pinnacle or a rock sticking up, and so you you um, preserved that number. That was the number for that box. And then the other boxes, they weren't very nearly the same. I took the average. Okay. And then from there, I could then um, start looking at drawing a contour map. But, well, they could have bought a contouring program um, for the same price as they gave me as my salary for the two years. So now, in fact, what I did is I found a, a research paper written by crystallographers. Of course, because they, they, yeah. they're interested in contours, yes. Yeah. And I was able to follow this and work out how to write the program to work out where the contours were going, which was fascinating. It was a bit kind of complicated, but I got there mm. and wrote a program that went in and out of the squares and there's followed a, pro, um, a contour line round and so on. So uh, I draw, drew some contours, but then you wanted things at different scales. So I was able to combine the um, combination, you know, take four squares together and say, any very shallow numbers, small numbers, there is, yes, that's the number that four squares, otherwise it took averages. And um, I did it in three different scales. I did two by two squares and I did three by threes. And um, it was very interesting to then blow up the contour map when I drew that to see that and how the generalization went. Mm. Mm. And then the next stage was, well, where are these shallow points? And so you had to put those down as spot depths. Because one thing about hydrographic charts is they like space. They want to be able to draw in where they're sailing or, or whatever. And so you have to have a lot of space, but you've got to have all the critical information there. So I think I accomplished that. Mm, mm. But what were these of the Scottish coast or where, whereabouts were they off? <laughs> I don't know where the original was, but I know I then did a second one, which was just off the north coast of Ireland. And... Um, that one was a different, because there, instead of the, you, when they did the surveys for the, doing the spot depths, they'd sail along and um, take their soundings and come back again. Um, but, and they were, all the lines were quite close together. So in fact, the distance between the soundings in the, in the X direction and the Y direction were about the same. So that was all right. But if you were in an area that was bigger sea and perhaps deeper, they didn't do the sounding so close, so the lines were quite wide apart. So this meant I was scaling in two different in 
different values, mm. two different directions. Mm. And that's what it was like for my one I did north of Ireland. And um, that, you know, I just tested out whether it would work. And it, things did work. I was mm. able to put in, you know, the values for the scaling and so on. And uh, yeah, so that was interesting. I think that was the, prob the, the file when I was doing it that um, I found out the problems with, oh, found out the problems with the digitizer mm -hmm. with that one, you know. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting doing all that. But mm. one little job at the very end was, well, the way I drew my contour lines, I did little straight lines. And people said, oh, well, they should be smooth. I said, well, when you scale it down, those little straight lines, actually, it looks quite smooth. Hmm, they realised that. Okay, fine. So I did try putting a, doing a curved fit, mm. but that took so much computer time that I just abandoned it. There was no need. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't need the beautiful looking maps. They need a functional map, which was accurate, mm -hmm. which with the straight lines in, it was. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting to try that out as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. So then so I wrote up a, a paper. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to ask you a que question again about gender. Yes. Um, while you were doing this, were mm. there any other women that you knew working in computers? Yeah, well, my friends, quite a few of them were, well, one or two of them were working in computers. One of them was in the commercial world. Mm -hmm. um, another one, um, she was in the computing laboratory at Glasgow. She's now, she then worked at Oxford University for quite a long time in one of the medical departments. Um, and she was ooh, even more of a pioneer than me because she did the diploma before I did. Oh, what's her name? Christine Gray is her surname now, and I'm trying to think of her maiden name. Sorry, I can't Are you remember. still in touch? Yeah. I might ask you for her details yeah, later. Yeah. So the, when she was working in Oxford, that was a computing job? Computing job, yes. Right, yes. okay. Mm -hmm. I will definitely be after her. That's lovely. Right. <laughs> and then there was Eleanor. Now, she was in... Um, in the computing, she and I had done our degrees together, mm -hmm. but then she had done this um, advanced ordinary computing and went into the computing laboratory to work. So she ended up being kind of helping me because I was just a year <laughs> behind her. Mm. We were all very close in age. Mm. It was very interesting that. Oh, and you had to write your programs and take them to the computing laboratory to be. Yeah, yeah. So you, you sat there and punched them yourself. Yes. Yes, puts the paper tape. I could mm. read paper tape in the end. Mm. <laughs> in fact, I used to go on a, what were called blind punches. So you literally typed, and there was nothing coming up showing what you'd type. And then you'd put it through a flexor writer to see what mistakes you'd made. <laughs> I got very accurate on that. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so, and what did you do next? Well, um... I got married in 67, married a physicist, and then um, he was a lecturer at Glasgow, and then we, um, when his um, lectureship ended, assistant lectureship, and he finished his PhD, we then moved to Durham, where he was a postdoc in physics, and I got a lectureship at um, Sunderland Polytechnic, and um, so I was teaching students to program. So that was a lectureship in computing? In computing, yes. yes. First female who'd been employed there. 
I must have done okay, okay, because two months later they employed another female. When you say there, do you in, at Sunderland Poly, at the whole something. No, in the department. Oh, in the department. Yes, that's interesting. Yes. the men apparently were a little concerned. What will we? Do? What we'll have to, you know, control our language and things. So, you know, I came along. I was doing a job. Just got on with it, and they realised that um, I was just the same as them when it came to some of the students. We had to air our feelings occasionally. <laughs> I really felt I had arrived when I was given the Greeks to teach computing to. The Greek students were doing a, diploma, um, doing a degree in naval architecture and um, their aim in life was to make sure they spent seven years doing it because then they, could, they wouldn't get called up. Right. <laughs> and uh, yes. Even if you tried to, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, these students trying to persuade them that they had to do their homework. And we were writing programs. And um, so I looked at this student, I said, look, you know, I know you're probably not, when you're employed, going to be writing programs, but you'll probably be instructing somebody else to. And if you've been through this process, you will understand what you're asking them. So he looked at me. Mm, he said, well, when I go back home again, Daddy will buy me a shipyard. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> so, no, mm. it's very interesting. I was there for three years, mm -hmm. and um, I was rapidly accepted by the other men there. And um, so, uh, yes, I'm still in touch with quite a few people that I worked with at that point, which was lovely. Mm. And then um, my husband got a job down the Rutherford lab here as a physicist. And then um, I came, to, moved down here. And uh, first of all, I lectured part time at Oxford Poly. Um, and then I got the job at University Computing Services mm, mm. Um, as a programmer. Then two years later, I think I became user liaison officer. And then set up training so mm, mm. so let's go into that in a, in a bit more detail so, okay. so when you came presumably you came to be interviewed for your, your pr first programming job yes do you right. remember Le that yeah who was yes. it who interviewed you leslie fox and uh, chris cheatham so this was still the computing laboratory as a single yeah yes yes it was yes so this was february the 15th 1974. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I remember that date, but yes. And um, yeah, so then I was shown around the computing service and uh, saw the computer. We were just in numbers 15, 17 and 19 Banbury Road. Mm -hmm. Not sure we were even in number 15. Oh, you had actually moved to Banbury Road. Oh yes, they were in Banbury Road at no, that I point. Think that was when the wasn't that when the computing service started the move to Banbury Road because they'd been in Parks Road previously. Yeah, they? but they were still under the computing service was under the laboratory. It still was. Yes, yes. but yes. when they became separate and the service as a service to the university rather than part of an academic department. Right. That I think happened in seventy six. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So they must have quite recently moved in there. Yes, so everything must yes. have been quite new. Yeah. Had they had they just because they had a KDF nine, didn't they? And then they had a nineteen oh six. Yes. Now wait a minute. Yes, they had a KDF nine, which had been in Parks Road. Now when I arrived, they had the nineteen oh six A. 
um, at Banbury Road. Yes. And um, I'll tell you about one of my first jobs I was doing. I was given work to do, um, to look at, they were looking at the colleges and the university and how much the colleges were earning and how rich they were basically. And they'd done a survey and they had all this data. So Alan Scott called me in and uh, I met various academics and they said, well, we'd like to analyse all of this data. Okay. Um, so all this data was on forms. So I looked at it and I thought, yes, yes. So I arranged to get it all input. And then I wrote a program, the first program I wrote for it, was to check that what had been input was correct. Because at the bottom of every page would be a total or something mm. I could mm. compare with. Okay, and so I did all of that. And uh, one of these academics had said, well, it's just a case of doing a three-dimensional array, isn't it? I said, well, yes, but we need to do a lot of checking that the data is correct. Otherwise, garbage in, garbage out. Mm. And so um, I did that. And then there were various analyses that they wished me to do. So I said to another lots of Fortran programs, which were quite simple. And um, yes, yeah, so I did lots of analysis for them and uh, produced lots of bits of paper off the line printer with lovely big tables. And um, I think they've only just disposed of the, of the magnetic tape that I put all, it all on for them at the university offices just a few years ago, but not all that long ago. You know, do you need this now? I shouldn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that was interesting to do. But the, the results are presumably preserved in the archive, are they? I assume so. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that such an exercise was even done, never mind what the results I know. were. Yeah, no, yeah. I really <laughs> learnt about which were the rich colleges and the poorer <laughs> colleges, you know. And then they had the, the pots, isn't it? The rich ones paid into and the, yes. the poor ones. Yes, yes. And the college contributions fund. With the country, yes. That was it. Yes. And uh, from the, this was from the work that I'd done doing the analysis. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was actually a job I did when I first arrived. Mm. They were going to employ somebody to do it, but then the computing service said that they'd do it and they brought me in to do it. And I thought, well, I know about the colleges and everything. So I understood what was happening and what they were doing. Whereas I think, it, I don't know what would have happened if they brought in somebody completely from outside and perhaps understand, mm. you know, the university's workings and so on, so... Yeah, so that was interesting. Mm, yeah. mm. But otherwise... Um, so who were you reporting to directly? Linda Hayes. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so mm. yeah, she was mm. my boss until she retired in 97 or something. Yeah, it was 97, I think. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Then was, I was my own boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that we're in the 70s there, aren't we? Um, yes, you said 74 was when you yeah, arrived. That's when I we arrived, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then in 76, they set up this new post of user liaison officer. Mm -hmm. Well, they set it up as user liaison manager, which kind of wasn't appropriate. Because, you know, so I became user liaison officer under Linda. Um, I was quite shy, I suppose. So I wasn't the person who would push forward to, to do things. Um, 
and so they they made me a youth liaison officer mm -hmm. and um, so therefore I used to say well I'm the person who sits between the technical people I can talk to them and the users who I can talk to as well and it was quite interesting doing mm. that because mm. you know I was able to go to the technical group and say okay then well this has happened and that's happened can you explain that to me so then I'd repeat back to them well okay so therefore that they say yes I'd say right well I'm understanding now so off I go and I talk to users mm. but I said one of the most important things is we need decent documentation documentation is written by you know people like myself or um, you know people on the server side and so you know when people wanted to know how to do something it said this is how you do this if you want to delete a file you press type del space in the name of the file we don't have to tell them all the different ways you delete a file okay so we just kept the got the documentation feeling much simpler mm. I hoped mm. and I said and the other thing we need is um, uh, can, you know actual courses because um, when we got to the 80s when we were um, PCs were just coming in I think it was 1987 the PC price suddenly came down and we were able to people were able to buy them and uh, they were coming along to us and buying through the computing service and when they had problems they were coming to the computing service and I said look we sell them computers, we fix them, but we never teach them how to use them. <laughs> so I said, right, I'm, I'd like to set up a series of courses. So we set up a few courses. And Linda and I said, well, as long as we didn't advertise the courses, um, we were okay, because they ran full in any case. <laughs> and rapidly, this couple of other people in the service were more on the service side they came to me and they said we've worked out what we do and we had a big sheet of paper and we divided the courses up and we had all these little modules and we just started running and we wrote documentation we wrote we ran courses on WordPerfect and um, e run email courses which we had been doing for the mainframe previously and then so and we brought those in and there were just so many courses and we had one little room at the front of um well this time we'd moved down the road a bit i think we we're in about number nine banbury road but the rooms used to get so full so then we they did some more reorganization of um rooms at the um in the extension at the other end and i got a little lecture room which was nice and then I got another lecture room and another one so I ended up with three in the end over a period of probably only about six or seven years mm -hmm. you know and the PCs were in and yes I never stopped running <laughs> so at what point did training come into your title um I think probably in the 80s mm -hmm. yes you know and um and did that become most of your job as, oh, a, yeah. as opposed to the liaison? Yes, yes. yes. Mm. But you see, in 84, they set up the CTC, the Computing Teaching Centre in George Street. Oh, right, yes. And then in about oh, 1992, I'm not sure exactly when, but basically they merged them back again together 
and the um, I ended up with two lecture rooms down in George Street and two in Banbury Road and the teaching staff in George Street who had been working for the CTC plus the trainers I had and so we all pulled together and really had a wonderful set of modules of computing uh, courses and uh, so actually teaching. I don't think I knew about the CTC what was the argument for setting up a separate teaching establishment? Um, well 84 computers were just coming in PCs and I think the idea was that all undergraduates need to learn how to use a computer so it was basically set up for undergraduates oh I see hmm. They had different types of computers to what we had, though. They had uh, research machines, and they were teaching them more uh, about computers, and, but not... Whereas we were training everybody in the university who wanted to be trained mm. how to use your computer that sits on your desk, your PC, how to do word processing, how to use email, all the, we'll put it in quotes, the useful things. Mm. Mm. Where, and we weren't doing it as an academic subject. I was doing it as training. Yes. And down in um, the Computing Teaching Centre, they were teaching to program. Oh, I see. Right, right. and yes. um, about a computer and how it works and so on. Um, but um, and there had been a little bit of this. I've just remembered this. Um, prior to this, um, Frank Pettit had run a little centre. It was over in the Clarendon lab, and people to come along and learn to program and so on, which was. It was part of the computing service, but since they were physically separate from us, it was not uh, integrated as such. And so uh, it was the in the 90s we brought it all together again, um, and uh, that's the point at which we ended up with three lecture rooms. By now we do. When the 2988 came in in 1977, we built a separate big computer room. That's, a, that's another mainframe. Big mainframe. Yeah. So you had two big com uh, computer rooms out at the back of Banbury Road, running two mainframes in parallel and doing the changeover. And then when they got rid of the 1906A, which was enormous, you had space. I got another lecture and we got various other rooms. We divided it all up. So... Um, Yes, that's a, a kind of a parallel story, mm. really, mm. to the mm. PCs and the IT training. But yes. Um, yes. yes. So going back to your work as a user liaison person, mm -hmm. who were the users? There were postgraduates mm -hmm. and staff. Um, no undergraduates. Um, so you got to know the research projects going on, um, whether it was the talking of the tortoises they used to um, collect the data for and um, biochem was it biochemistry? Molecular biophysics did a lot of work and psychology was doing some departments, I think it was physics, had their own computer but chemistry didn't, I think I got that the right way around um, so yeah, there were big research projects going on and some of them weren't just using our computer, they were using national centres and that's where I was involved as well. Uh -huh. They were using ULCC, who where's, has where's that? University of London Computer Centre. Oh right, yes. 
doesn't exist now. Mm. Um, and and they, what about Atlas? Did you overlap with Atlas? I didn't as such, yeah, but yes, did Atlas did exist. Mm. But um, we were using ULCC, where they had CDC computers, um, and then they had an AMDAL, and then we also worked with um, University of Manchester Regional Computer Centre, where they had a cray, I think, in the end. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but CD, big CDCs before that. Mm. So I was very involved with these two regional centres. Mm. And it was interesting. Uh, the people at Oxford were doing very large research projects. And so they were using these centres and they were using them as large computer users. So they'd be running programmes and using a lot of, a lot of time on these computers. And I was helping them and getting them the time to use them and um, being in touch if they had problems and so on. So I was the liaison for that as well, which was an interesting time. Mm, yes, mm. which, uh, yeah, I used to have to go to meetings and find out the developments they were doing and so, so on. So there was a community of people like you oh, yes. <laughs> in the country. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And um, yeah, the interesting thing is we, yeah, we, you all got to know each other very mm. much. So, mm. yes. Mm. So. So I'm going to ask the gender question again. In in those gatherings, what what would you say the gender split was, roughly speaking? I can't remember. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's interesting. This, oh, they're doing a job. It, there were some females, and there were some at uh, Manchester, Umrock, as we called it. Um, there was one one or two, probably at least two females working there in the centre. Um, and then ULCC, can't, re can't remember any females, but uh, yes, I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting, it is. Yes, now that you ask. Um, just got on with the job. Yes, yes. You know, it wasn't a case of, oh, there's no females. No, 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 no. no. You know, we were all doing the same job, mm. so we got on with it. And but I'm interested because I, I was beginning to form a, a sort of hypothesis that um, that service um, computing service management, mm -hmm. which obviously both you and Linda went into, mm -hmm. was an area of computing mm -hmm. that women might perhaps be um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. better represented in than in... Um, Commercial. Straight programming or commercial programming, yeah, anything yeah. like that. But I think I'm probably wrong. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Apparently, Oxford was known as the place with all the females. Ah, oh, right. So Oxford. Oh, that's very interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, it was, this came from the guy who'd been um, user services manager at ULCC, Richard Field, and then did he go to Edinburgh? I think in the end he went to Edinburgh mm -hmm. as director, but I can't remember. Or was he in Manchester and then went to Edinburgh? And uh, it was he that made that comment to me. And I thought, oh, right, okay. Because, mm. <laughs> of course, Susan Hockey must have come along at some point. Yes, oh, yes. Susan so Hayes. did you also have users? You were involved with um, digital humanities users, as we would now call well, them. Yes. yes, a bit, yes, but Susan looked after them. But, mm. you know, when I was running the training courses, um, the training courses were for everybody. It didn't matter whether you were a reporter or a head of college. Everybody came in with a first name and a surname. Only I probably knew um, who were heads of colleges or anything. And they were all in the same predicament. They needed to learn how to use a computer. 
and so they set to and we did um, they did all the exercises together and you know learnt and um, I always used to say to them also you're very welcome to come back again you know people do and um, it's sometimes easier the second time round you know <laughs> if you're just not kind of caught caught on to exactly what's happening please don't be afraid you know <laughs> And some people did, you know. Mm. And uh, I, I came on a Word Perfect course, probably in 1990, right? In the computing service, was, I right. don't remember who taught me, no. but I had been using a computer mm-hmm. for a while before that. I mm-hmm. was just working in, I think, in WordStar, which I taught myself. Right. But I was told when I started working for the university, oh, you must go and do a Word Perfect course. Um, and I do remember there were people who were just struggling to cope with having to sit at a keyboard. This is it. That was yeah. the problem initially. Actually, when we were doing the courses. There were secretarial people came along, and they could use a keyboard. And so actually, all they had to concentrate on was, what do I do with the keyboard I can use? But then later, you were getting the people who couldn't use the computer, and they were seek and ye shall find when it comes to the keyboard. <laughs> so I was very careful when I was doing exercises that I didn't give them very much to type in. They perhaps type in the days of the week or a little nursery rhyme or something like that and then do some editing so that they didn't have to do too much finding the keys so, um, yes it was a problem for some of them well for quite a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> it was a kind of a problem for me I'm, I'm with two fingers but I can go quite fast yes. <laughs> I've used a keyboard for so long mm. you know. mm. so, yeah and uh, yeah that was interesting uh-huh. but initially I thought Oh my goodness, these people are typing so fast and I realised they were um, college secretaries yes. and departmental secretaries. Yes, gone to college at 18 and learned touch typing, typing. yes. And, yes. and uh, they were very good, yes. you know, and uh, very appreciative of bringing all the these other bits, you know, forward for them so they could really use the computer, mm, mm. yes, properly. So, uh, yeah, but... No, there were some people did find life very hard, yes. And I guess they still do, you know. Um, but students coming along now, they can, they can type, you know. Might be with two thumbs with some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was a big change when it went from being all mainframes to PCs being oh, available. Yes, yes, so yes. so did, was there another evolution after that between that, that stage and when you retired? Um, I think, that, yeah, we went from the mainframes to the PCs, but then it was the training of the, for the PCs yes. and the broadening out of all the courses yes. because we joined together with the CTC. But mm. the software that had become available, whether it was learning how to, um, you know, set up your slides for running your lectures, doing PowerPoint, Excel, all these other packages now. Mm. We're all new. We're so, new. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, relatively new. Because when I started in 74, um, NAG, the Numerical yes, Algorithms yes. Group, was still writing all their programs and subroutines. And um, if you wanted to do anything, you wrote a program. You didn't go and look to see if there was any software, because there wasn't any. You know, it's like when I was doing my contouring program. I had to write a contouring program because there wasn't one available. So, uh, yeah, life changed a lot from the 70s to 2002 when I retired. (laughs) And it's changed even more since. Mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> so in 97, you succeeded Linda Hayes? Yes. As, as mm. what, what was your title? Well, now my title, I was just training and information manager. Mm. Yes. Oh, you're a user music. services user services as such was kind of spread out a bit more because we were looking all the time to what's the best way of doing things for the more modern structure which was needed Mm, mm. and in fact in 2001 I think it was when Paul arrived um, we read Paul and I can't Paul Godfrey called Jeffries I can look it up yeah um, he was the director, director of the of Alan Robbias. Right. Okay. Um, he um, he then was looking to reorganise everything, and um, that's the point at which I decided to retire because the way the shuffle was going, I thought, well, two things. The two of us kind of competing for the same job a bit. I felt. Um, but the other thing was my husband wasn't at all well and he was retiring. I thought, let's just retire. So I did. Best thing I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, things have really changed when it comes to the computing side of everything now, isn't it? You know, you've got Twitter, you've got Facebook, you've got, um, I don't know what else, a mobile phone. Yes, exactly. I mean, the phone has become the main phone, yeah. um, device. Yes, has yes, yes I use it myself now only for things I understand, um, <laughs> but um, yes, if I, I feel I wouldn't be able to do my job now if I went back into the computing service. I could do the administration side of it, but I wouldn't be able to do the, if I'm teaching people how to use social media or anything like that, or some of the well, if you were, if you were, if you were in your twenties again, you would. <laughs> oh yes, exactly. Yes, no, no. I'm thinking of me in my seventies. You yes, know. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But no, so so much has changed in the sixteen years since I retired. Mm, mm. Yes, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you you go on finding uses for computers in your oh, retirement. Yes, yes, very much so. Yes, yes. Um, with my girl guide stuff, I'm a treasurer at the district and the division level, and yes, I'm on spreadsheets and things, so uh, only at a, a simple level, mm, but uh, they are very useful. And what about the shop? You said you were involved in the running of the um, shop. I wasn't, yes, I'm, uh, I was a director and company secretary, but I uh, retired from that. But yeah, the computing stuff, there's certain things you had to do by computer, like mm. um, company secretaries, um, registering with companies, house, dealing with the um, that side of things. Um, when it comes to ordering, now it's interesting in the retail industry, quite a lot. They're doing more and more by email now, but when I was in it, a lot of things were done by fax or telephone, you know, but there's more online ordering now. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I've been using it all the time. It didn't scare me. Mm, (laughs) Yeah. And and did you find that among your fellow volunteers, your your skills were needed, (laughs) as it were? (laughs) Yes, yes. so it's interesting to see people say, oh, you just use the computer. When you're working in an environment like that, in a small sh- in a shop where you're in a village and there are a lot of elderly people coming along, a lot of them don't have computers. Mm. They're not, not going to have computers. They don't wish to have computers. And there's no need for them. But, you know, till they have to do things online and so on, and they're, they're, not, they're not going to. And... Um, yeah, it's it's all changing. It's 
Um, you know, now people can pay by card easily and they can just tap their card and we've got that in the shop. But um, still, still we pay, pay quite a lot of cash. Um, but more and more it's tap your card. Yes, yes. So it's interesting how technology has developed and is still developing and I know will go on. Mm. But uh, yes, the use of the computer in the shop is, when I first was there in 2002, it wasn't all that much computing, no, but uh, when it came to dealing with the newspapers and producing the lists for each day, we were using the computer for that. And uh, yes, printing off lists that people then went around the shelves, doing by hand what was needed, <laughs> which I think they still do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and have you stayed in touch with um, the people who you, your former colleagues in the... In the computing service? Oh yes. Are there, are there reunions? Are there things you go back for or meetings? Yes, we have a, um, just before Christmas we usually get together um, and uh, we go to the, the lamb and flag <laughs> and uh, so that's nice to see everybody and how they are. You mm. know, and, mm. uh, yes, there's, uh, I'm probably one of the only females we go back. Uh, Beth does. Have you in touch with Beth Crutch? No, Beth Crutch, right. Yeah, she's okay. another name for you. Um, and uh, What was her job? She dealt with databases and all the... In initially she worked for me, didn't she? Yes, as a liaison assistant. Mm -hmm. And then she got involved with the database for all the users of the computing service and the database that links the university card to the university database. Linda told me about that. Yes. 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 So Beth was the person who's looking after that. Right. Yes. Right. So. And she's still in in the area. Is she? Yes. 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 I can give you her. I'm pretty sure I got her address. Mm -hmm. We'll look that up. Mm. Um, and so yeah, she comes along when she can. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, otherwise. So was it a sociable place to work while you were there? Oh yes, mm. yes, yes. You know, we all worked together for so many years. Mm. You know, mm. but uh, yeah. All but you would go to the pub together for yeah, drinks and that drinks, kind of thing. Yes, yes, yes you know, and um, yeah. And sometimes we go on. We didn't really go on outings or anything. We just kind of go to the pub for a drink occasionally. Mm. You mm. know. And uh, I think the odd time we I remember once we went on a punt down the river and uh, yes. I thought, I'm not trying this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, and everybody supported everybody else, you know. We'd worked together for so long, we knew each other's families and things, you know. And like when I had an aunt who was dementia, she was up in Newcastle, and all I had to do when suddenly she came by train down to London, and the police picked her up and I had to go and collect her. So all I had to do was ring Beth and say, Beth, I'm not in tomorrow. Can you let everybody know Auntie has gone on the train down to London? She says, that's fine, I understand. And, you know, because we knew each other's backgrounds quite mm. a bit, you mm. know, because we'd worked together for so long, mm. you mm. know. And so I went and collected Auntie and took her back up to Newcastle a few days later. But, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it was, it was a lovely place to work. I enjoyed it, you know. And uh, I think we all did, you know. And, uh, yes, who else was there that were females? Some people from early on, Esther White and Liz. Liz. Did Linda mention her? 
No. I don't think so, but I'll no. have to check back. I don't remember Esther White's name. Now, one of the puzzles that I haven't yet managed to mm-hmm. solve is when the computing laboratory was very first founded in 1957, 58. Yes. Um, the, the, the spec that Leslie Fox wrote uh, for what they would need included um, three non-graduate girl computers, i.e. operators. Operators. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I wonder if any of them are still alive. And then the first annual report gives the names of all the people who work there. But then when it gets to the, this, the bit about that level, it says, and three graduate, non-graduate girl computers. It doesn't tell you what their names are. Oh, uh, and I just, uh, and I think some, somebody I've spoken to said that she thought one of the operators had been there for quite a long time. So it's possible that there were operators who, who were still around in your time who'd been there since oh, the beginning. Oh, yeah. Mm. Trying to think of their names. But the two that you just mentioned, were they, they weren't operators. No, no, they no. were systems programmers. Yes, yes. Um, so, sorry, say that again. Esther White and... Liz, and I can't remember her surname. Right. Okay. Sorry, because yeah. she got married in the middle of it all. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, the operators... I can picture them, I can see them. I went, and I remember when they did a, an official opening of the large lecture room. Well, no, they did a, a refurbishment of it all, and I was invited as a, a guest, which was rather nice. Um, and two of them were there, and they were talking about the fact that, the, that we were now in the KDF 9 um, computer room. Mm. Oh, no. The KDF-9 had been over the road, and we were in the 6A. Yeah, was, it, was it not the Mercury that was down? The Mercury was down in South Park's Road. Yes, South Park's Road. South Park's Road, yes. South Park's Road, wasn't it? But there was, some, oh, there was something in Park's Road as well, wasn't there? At some Park's point? Road, 19 Park's Road was KDF-9. Right, I see. That was in Park's Road, yes. That was in Park's Road. Yeah. Now, Linda wrote, I thought we had a history... Did she mention this? Uh, Linda's got a list. <laughs> she sees been collecting the names of people, and I'm trying to get it out of her. Um, right, but she wrote she collected historical stuff, mm. and that should be at the computing services. No, it is. I mean, she's got a, she's got a catalogue of it. I passed right. that on to others. Right. Um, but uh, yes, so but I hope her, it's still her list of names she hasn't yet um, passed on to me because she she's got three separate Excel spreadsheets, and they don't quite tally with each other. And she wanted mm. to get them. Get them looking nice. Yeah. Um, but so when was this event that you were invited to? That was while you were still working there. No, no. no after after retired. retired. So I'm talking about. I don't know. 2005, 2010. When did the computing laboratory set up? 57 was it? Um, I, think, I, think the, I think it actually opened in 58. Right. Or 59, sorry, I can't quite remember. Late 50s, anyway. We celebrated 50 years... Oh, I see. ...of the computing service as such. That would be 2009. 2008, 2009. Mm. And I remember... I was involved in getting in touch with people. Mm. And um, Alan Scott came along to it and... There is a yes. booklet which I've used, um, right? which has got a, a sort of biography of Leslie Fox, but <coughs> at the end it's got a list of all the people, excuse me, <coughs> of all the people who did 
PhDs in the computing laboratory, right, um, or who did the masters in um, program? No, it wasn't called program. What's it called? Computer science. Masters in computer science. science yes. That came in after Tony Hoare arrived. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so I've I've followed up some of those names and mm-hmm. I found people to interview through through that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I can't remember was that booklet was produced for the same event that you're talking about. It might. Well, been. this booklet was. We had. I think we had something. Did we produce something for the 2008, seven, eight, nine? I don't know. Mm. I can't remember the date. And uh, as I say, I was involved trying to get hold of people. Got hold of quite a lot, you mm. know. Mm. But uh, yeah, there's. Uh, one person who we might remember names is Charles, Charles Curran. Mm-hmm. He's good at uh, knowing people. I think he lives in Spain now, but oh. <laughs> he's on email. Yes. Yeah. And he'd have methods probably of getting <laughs> over people. <laughs> no, Charles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, you're looking at your watch. I think, I think we're just about done. I yes, I don't know. Um, um, no, I, just I, I, I just, we ran into possible things of interest, but... Yes. Um, I think um, I think we've covered all the ground we need to cover. I think so, so, thank you very yes. much. No, you're very welcome.